Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year to you as we welcome you to our first installment of the Anderson Healy Show for the calendar year 2023. Hi, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, alongside of Arizona State Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. And each week during the academic year here at Arizona State, Ray and I congregate with you uh, virtually, if you will, to bring you all the latest news and notes from Sun Devil Athletics. Happy New Year to you, Ray. How have you been? Doing well, Tim, and a belated Happy New Year to you and all of Sun Devil Nation. And glad to be in uh, 2023 because it should be an exciting year. Uh, that is the goals and aspirations here for sure. Indeed. And we have two special guests joining us on the show this week, two brand new members of the Sun Devil Athletics coaching family. One-time USC assistant J.J. Van Neal was hired two weeks ago to be Arizona State's new head women's volleyball coach, and you'll meet J.J. a little bit later on in the show. You will also meet one of the key members of Kenny Dillingham's new Arizona State football coaching staff as assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Charlie Ragel will drop by for a visit. Uh, speaking of which, the hiring of Charlie Ragel as assistant head coach was the first move made by Kenny Dillingham after he took over as Arizona State's new head football coach hired on November 27th. And since then, it has been a busy time for Kenny and his staff. He's hired eight new assistant coaches, including Charlie Ragel, to be part of his first Sun Devil coaching staff, uh, along with holdovers Sean Aguano and Joe Connolly. He, uh, Dillingham has also energetically hit the transfer portal to bring in close to two dozen new uh, experienced football players to Arizona State, all the while working the recruiting trail as well. Ray, your overview, if you will, of the first six weeks of the Kenny Dillingham era here at Arizona State. Well, certainly uh, Kenny's electricity and enthusiasm has translated very well to activate the Valley. Uh, in going in, certainly part of the strategy was to bring in experienced folks who know and love this community. Uh, and he's certainly done that if you see the backgrounds of the assistant coaches. Uh, and then also one of the deliberate moves was to really focus aggressively, strategically in the transfer portal uh, to, to really get reinforcements coming in here to make sure we had a roster going forward that was going to be not just competitive, uh, but hopefully highly competitive, Tim. And so I think uh, Kenny's off to a great start in accomplishing uh, putting together uh, a very, very quality staff with a lot of Arizona roots. Uh, if you go down the list, there's a lot of Arizona roots with the intention that we need to, very frankly, own Arizona recruiting uh, at the high school level and then own the portal in terms of bringing Arizona high school kids who get away from here back home through the portal. And so those things, I think, are materializing uh, before our eyes. And so these first six weeks have been very, uh, I think, uplifting, energizing, uh, and positive for all of Sun Devil Nation. To say the least, program sales should be brisk at Sun Devil Stadium for home games during the early part of uh, next season as fans are going to need a program to identify all the new players on the 2023 
ASU football roster, there are close to two dozen players already brought in through the transfer portal by Coach Dillingham. And Ray, uh, his transfer group is uh, one of the highest rated in the country. Kenny getting a lot of rave reviews, not only for the quantity, but the quality of the players he has brought in through the portal. Indeed he has, uh, Tim. And at one point a couple weeks ago, I think uh, some service had us ranked as number one in the transfer portal uh, uh, category. Uh, I I think we certainly remain in the top five in terms of the quality as much as the quantity is what they're looking at. And so our quality uh, is being talked about nationally. But this is the new era. Uh, There are a bunch of programs uh, who have added to their roster positively through the transfer portal. Uh, and then, unfortunately, there are a number of programs who are scratching their head, lamenting a lot of losses through the transfer portal of quality players, not just the quantity, but the quality of players that are leaving their respective programs. Uh, we seem to be uh, in a very good place uh, in how Kenny and his staff are managing the transfer portal, ingoing and outgoing, to be very frank. And we're in a good place and look to continue to improve, very frankly, Tim. And my understanding, Ray, is that uh, Kenny is looking to commence uh, spring practice, his first spring practice at Arizona State, uh, I think around spring break, doesn't he? Is, isn't uh, mid-March the target date? Uh, I believe so. I've not been into the details in terms of their scheduling. Uh, but if that's what you've heard, I'm going to give it some credence. Uh, all I know is they're anxious to get started uh, in chomping at the bit to, to get them out there, uh, running around, uh, and really seeing what you have uh, in motion. And so there's excitement about getting underway. Uh, next time we talk, I'll have more specifics on the schedule. I could probably look it up, but it would take uh, some time away from our uh, our show and from your uh, uh, quality time. I don't want to do that. Oh, that's all right. But uh, certainly a lot of excitement surrounding the new era of Sun Devil football that is about to begin. I'll tell you what, there's also a lot of excitement brewing about Sun Devil men's basketball off to its best start in Pac-12 conference play in 15 years. After sweeping Washington State and Washington at home this past weekend, Coach Bobby Hurley's club is now 13-3 and overall, 4-1 and in Pac-12 conference play. You have to go back to James Harden's freshman year at Arizona State, 2007-2008, to find the last time an ASU men's basketball team opened conference play 4-1. and uh, Just a terrific start by Bobby's team, Ray, and I thought two quality victories at home this weekend in my opinion washington state and washington are two teams that are better than their record indicates and the sun devils got themselves a couple of good wins i agree with you completely uh tim and what i really uh uh uh, was most impressed with is the way we bounced back against that poor performance against san francisco uh and had the tough loss at home to arizona uh and then came back and had really two fine performances, gutty, gritty performances at home against two good teams. Uh, And like you say, better than their record indicates, particularly Washington State. Uh, I mean, they just come off a double-digit win, I believe, against USC and a one-digit loss to UCLA. And they show up to town here a year after, very frankly, drubbing us at home. Remember when we only scored those 29 points? So that was an opportunity against a quality team 
Uh, and we really came out and played very well and then followed it up with a strong performance against Washington. So uh, the start that we're off to, both overall and in conference, uh, is certainly a, a tribute to, I think, the upgraded culture and chemistry and, very frankly, roster management uh, that Bobby has brought to uh, the program this year. Uh, very impressed with uh, what uh, we're doing, what he's doing. We've got a ways to go, but certainly off to a tremendous start with a lot of excitement around this program, as you point out. Indeed. And when you look at that Washington State win, the value of that victory was compounded less than 48 hours later when the Cougars go down to McHale Center and whipped the Arizona Wildcats, uh, who are still a top 10 ranked team in the country, beat them by 13 points at McHale Center two days later. Yes, I think it uh, does underscore the quality of that victory against Washington State. This is a tough basketball conference, and certainly uh, Arizona is at the top of it in most people's minds. So uh, for us to take care of Washington State and then a day or two later they go down there uh, and beat Arizona uh, certainly put uh, more of a shine on that victory against Washington State uh, with the victory over the team down south. So uh, the Pac-12 – is up for grabs. I don't care what anyone says. And we're in the mix, Tim, and that's uh, very uh, uplifting for uh, ASU basketball and hopefully uh, the Sun Devil Nation uh, overall. With that 4-1 and Pac-12 record, Coach Hurley's crew hits the road this week, heading up to the state of Oregon for two big road games against the Oregon Ducks in Eugene this Thursday night, tip-off at 7 p.m. Arizona time. And that'll be followed by a 45-minute bus ride up to Corvallis and a Saturday afternoon game against the Oregon State Beavers that will tip at 2 p.m. Arizona time. Two big games, Ray, for the Sun Devils on the road. I think two winnable games on the road. Uh, I agree with you. Big games and winnable. Uh, but, again, you got to show up and play because the Pac-12 is a tough road to go. But uh, uh, it will be a real test for us to go on the road. We've been at home for, you know, four or five games. So uh, these two road games are important uh, for our way forward. Uh, certainly, uh, I think this team is ready to go up there uh, and grab two victories uh, and then come on back home, Tim. My longtime broadcast partner, Kyle Dodd, will join me on the Oregon trip. The Sun Devil Radio Network will have you covered for both games in Oregon. Thursday's time, Thursday's airtime for the game at Oregon will be 6.30 p.m., and then on Saturday, we'll be on the air with pregame coverage at 1.30 Arizona time. And both games can be heard in the Phoenix area on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. And they'll also be streamed on ArizonaSports.com as well as the AZ Sports app. And we hope you'll make plans to join us. The Sun Devil women's hoops team will also hit the road this coming weekend. They're headed to the mountains for games at Utah on Friday evening at 7 p.m. at Colorado Sunday at 12 noon. Coach Natasha Adair's team still searching for its first conference victory of the 2023 season. They're off to an 0-5 start in league play, Ray, after being swept at home by the Oregon schools this past weekend. Yeah, it's been a tough, it's been a struggle starting off. And then, very frankly, uh, this is a really strong women's basketball conference, uh, as we know. And so, uh, Coach Adair, we, we knew, very frankly, that we were in a rebuild situation uh, and I think that is reflected. Uh, we play all the way through the last whistle, uh, but we just haven't been able to put it all together with a, a, enough 
healthy players uh, to get it done. And so there's some frustration, uh, but not disheartened feelings there. They're going to keep fighting. They're going to keep battling. We're going to try to get healthy, but uh, we uh, have not had uh, a lot of uh, results in the win column, uh, and that's not okay, but it's not unexpected. So as long as we continue to go out and compete uh, and grow, but this team has certainly, from my perspective, uh, played better, more competitively each game that I've seen them, uh, and we want to continue to see that growth uh, and that grit and that competitive uh, uh, resilience out of this team, and I think you'll see that, Tim. You can catch the radio broadcast of both of the Sun Devil women's basketball games on the road this weekend on the Sun Devil Radio Network and KDUS 1060 AM. Jeff Munn will be on uh, will be on the air courtside, and he'll have the call of both games. Pre-game coverage from Utah will start at 6:30 p.m. this Friday evening, and then Money will hit the airwaves at 11:30 on Sunday morning to preview the ASU Colorado game in Boulder again. 10:60 a.m. Your spot on the dial. One other piece of Sun Devil Sports news we wanted to pass along on this, our first show of the new year. It's a development that took place in the final few days of the calendar year 2022 when Sun Devil Athletics announced well-deserved contract extensions for four of Arizona State's best and most successful sports head coaches. Four-time, excuse me, six-time national champion women's triathlon coach Cliff English, women's soccer coach Graham Winkworth, whose team has gone to the NCAA tournament two of the last three years, and both of ASU's golf coaches, men's coach Matt Thurmond, with top three national finishes each of the last two years and national runner-up last season, and women's golf coach Missy Farquay, who has been a national champion as a player, an assistant coach, and as a head women's golf coach at Arizona State, all of them getting contract extensions, Ray, that will keep them at ASU through the 2027-2028 school year, well-deserved on the part of all four. Uh, certainly uh, well-deserved, Tim. And you remember they follow uh, Zeke Jones and Greg Powers also getting extensions. Uh, you know, our Olympic sports are critically important to us, uh, and we want long-term sustainable uh, success. Uh, that means you got to have good leadership, and so – uh, when folks demonstrate that, in fact, they are that leader, we're going to take care of them. Uh, and so uh, and you also want to make sure that in this day and age, you're not getting poached for your quality coaches, because that's going to happen too, uh, mm-hmm. a la uh, Trisha Ford. Uh, and right. so when you have a chance to get in front of it and recognize uh, and reward, we're going to do that. So Cliff, Graham, uh, Missy, Matt, and before them, Zeke and Greg, uh, they got the extensions well-deserved. And we will continue to do that because we want continuity in our programs. And so we're a uh, reward-per-performance organization. We're a pay-for-performance model here. And when you produce, you will get recognized. And so uh, really proud of those coaches uh, and really uh, uh, thankful that, that Michael Crow, our president, uh, understands that these are necessary and very well-deserved moves that we make. So we do it with his full support uh, and approval, as well as that of the Board of Regents. And we thank all of them for that confidence and support uh, in how we're trying to manage and reward our coaches who deserve uh, such acknowledgement. 
Six great coaches getting well-deserved recognition. And coming up, you're about to meet the newest member of the Arizona State Athletics coaching family as newly hired head volleyball coach J.J. Van Neal will join us. But first, let's take a time out. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi. And if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils. Go Devils. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan can cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our weekly program that updates you on all the latest developments in Arizona State Athletics. Along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and we're glad you're with us. Our guest on this segment of the show is the newest member of the Arizona State Athletics lineup of head coaches. Hired in late December to lead the Sun Devil women's volleyball program, he comes to ASU after having spent the last five seasons as an assistant coach and later as associate head coach of the USC Trojans, helping guide USC to three NCAA tournament appearances. He also spent time as an assistant at another Pac-12 school, Utah. It is a pleasure to welcome Coach J.J. Van Neal to Arizona State and to the Anderson Healy Show. JJ, welcome aboard. Uh, this we were chatting before we started taping, but this has to be an exciting time, a uh, kind of a whirlwind time, I would imagine, not only in your professional but your personal life as well. Yep. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here uh, and just excited about this opportunity. And yep, it's been a whirlwind so far. <laughs> My checklist keeps growing, even though I'm checking stuff off. <laughs> for sure. I know that feeling. What aspects of the Sun Devil head coaching job attracted you most? Uh, there were a few. I mean, I think, you know, one of them was as I went through the process, just the passion that everyone around athletics here has for ASU, uh, for the Sun Devils and everything about it. I mean, there's clearly an investment here and everyone's just so passionate about what we can do here. Uh, The location, of course, is great. You always have to consider recruiting and, hey, do I think I can recruit here? And um, I feel like there's a lot to, to sell and recruit kids to. You've got great weather. I mean, every single player I talk to 
love the school, love the campus. I mean, it's just, it's really fun. And that's kind of what you want when you bring them on campus, they're fired up. Facilities are great. The new Mullet Arena, which we're going to get to play in, um, at least for part of our season is, I mean, state of the art, like really nice. Uh, so it's kind of everything. And I feel like there's a, a really nice education that can be had here. You know, I think ASU back when I was in the Pac-10 a long time ago, you know, ASU was just the party school, but uh, there's been such a nice investment in um, academics and getting a, a really high quality education. There's so many programs now that are top 25 ranked. And I, I feel like you can almost find anything for anyone that's interested um, in academics to find a really nice program and fit. So that that's another piece that really excited me. So yeah, it's a great opportunity. Of course, we're in the Pac-12, which is, uh, I've basically spent my whole life in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 and I love it. So I'm very excited to have an opportunity to compete here. In that vein, JJ, you, as I, as you just mentioned, you spent uh, your entire professional life in coaching and in uh, athletics in the Pac-10 slash Pac-12. What were your impressions from the outside looking in on Sun Devil Volleyball down through the years? Uh, you know, I, I, I talked to my team about this, but one of the things I've always loved is I love playing in, in Desert Arena. Um, when when the fans are in there, it's loud and they're on top of you, and uh, it's great. Like, I love playing in places where you get a crowd and, and the crowd's excited. Um, so that's always been fun. And, and the other thing is every every year, no matter who was running the team back from Jason Watson, the first year I was here um, to everyone else, they've always been scrappy and they just get after it on defense. And that's fun. And I actually talked to the team about this morning. Um, you know, hey, when we're on defense, I love it. You guys are always scrapping and that's how we're going to continue to be. So uh, that was another piece. And then this was always one of my favorite places to to go visit. I mean, Tempe, you know, to, Another great piece of the recruiting is you got Tempe, which is like a college town, and, and you walk down the streets and just ASU's plastered everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. Since I've moved out here, I'm staying locally before my family gets here, and I love going to eat, and I'm wearing my gear, and everybody else has the gear, and everyone's excited about ASU, and I think that's really fun. And then if you want to get away from that, you can go to downtown. So I think it's a real nice mix. I mean, I know Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the country, so there's just a lot to offer here, but. Um, but yeah, this was one of my favorite places to visit on every trip when we'd go on road trips. What was your overview? What is your overview of the roster you're inheriting from your predecessor, Sonia Tomasovic? Uh, yeah, well, right now it's a small roster. Uh, I know a lot of kids left, which is fine. I think everyone's got to find their place and where they want to be. So I think one thing I'm excited about is everybody that's here right now really, really wants to be here. And again, like I said, I've had plenty of conversations with them and they're they love the school. They love the athletic department. Um, they want to be here. That's really important. So we've got some really nice pieces. I mean, Lavinska is really good. Uh, she's an opposite that everyone around the Pac-12 worries about defending. And the rest of the roster is great. And obviously, we've got some work to do. We'll use the portal to uh, find some pieces to fill in um, over the next couple months as I build my staff. And, you know, I'm already on, in conversations with people. But, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I think we've got a nice little uh, roster to build on. You know, we'll go out and win, but um, there's some really nice pieces, and we had a great practice this morning, and I'm excited. You mentioned Marta Levinska, who was an honorable mention all Pac-12 selection this past year, and she was a guest on our show uh, during the uh, 2022 volleyball season. She's a nice uh, foundational piece to build around, isn't she? She certainly is. Um, you know, I... I <laughs> 
she gave us fits every time we've played her. Um, she's got a great arm. She can hit out of the front row. She can hit out of the back row. Uh, I think anytime you have a, a nice pin like that, you can you can have some success uh, in volleyball. You gotta you definitely gotta have at least one. And and she's kind of a go to hitter. Uh, we'll certainly run a lot of our offense through her, and I'm excited. She's a great kid. I've had some nice conversations with her already, and um, like I said this morning, we had a really fun practice, and I think everyone's just pretty fired up and getting after it. So I'm very excited. You mentioned uh, assembling a staff. You've already hired a new assistant coach who happens to be a Valley native and a former uh, Pac-12 player at California, Presley Anderson, who had been a volunteer assistant coach with the Horn Frogs of TCU. Uh, tell us about Presley and what she will bring to your program. Uh, I'm beyond excited about Presley. And it's when you when you have to hire people, you have in your mind, this is who I'm hiring. And I came here with these ideas. And then you start going through the process and everyone's sending you texts of, hey, talk to this person, this person. And um, Presley was like the first one that reached out to me because her passion for this area is an ASU. I mean, her dad was a wrestler at ASU and right. uh, she is very passionate about this area. She will tell you all about Hamilton High School and how she's on the in the Hall of Fame right next to um, Cody Bellinger. Uh, she's reminded wow. me of that multiple times. But uh, <laughs> in when I talk, he's no longer her, a Dodger, remember, by the way. I, I know, I know. He's no longer a Dodger. That's right. So um, it's going to be same. But same when change. I when I recruited her, because when she transferred from Cal, of course, I competed against her. And she was always a, a middle. It was very difficult to stop. Great player. Um, we tried to recruit her when I was at USC, and uh, she ultimately chose Baylor. But through the recruiting process, you get to the, know the kids and. She was one of those ones. I remember I got off the phone with her and I'm like, man, I just want to coach that kid. Just exuberant personality. I mean, controls the room. Just anyone around her lights up. I mean, you should have seen our team when we announced it was her. I mean, they just went crazy. Wow. And um, so it's kind of that enthusiasm that you want in a young assistant coach. And she's a really hard worker. She came with recommendations from the past people she's worked with, like the TCU staff couldn't speak high enough about her. And so through the interview process, I just got more and more excited. And, you know, I think she's going to end up being a really great recruiter. She's just one of those people that connects. And I think in this day and age, um, yeah, I'm a volleyball coach and uh, the CEO of this program. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to connect. And uh, it's, it's with your players. It's with your staff. It's with everyone in the athletic department. And she's a connector. And she connected with me every time I talked to her and everyone around her just, she hits the mark. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. And she's working really hard and doing a great job so far. Well, it's great to have her on board. As you said, a bit of a legacy because her dad did wrestle, I think it was from like 89 to 92 here at Arizona State. JJ, as you attempt to, uh, as you get your program going, what will be some of the keys to maximize the potential of women's volleyball at Arizona State? Well, I think there's a few things uh, we're going to invest in culture. I, like I said, I think relationships are really important. And, um, you know, my take on that has evolved over the years, but it's more and more important at the end of the day, you know, aside from maybe uh, someone like Dion, whose name is just so big, the kids don't care where you've been, what you've done as a coach, as an individual, uh, they want to know you care. And so I think you have to invest in the relationships and that's everybody on your staff. Um, so that's that's one piece. I think, you know, if you want to get the most out of your kids, 
they got to know you care, right? So one piece is that um, training, I think, is always important. Everybody's got their different flares and ways that they train, but we'll have ours. And then, of course, recruiting. You know, you got to, you know, we're, of course, going to focus on the hometown talent. I think um, that's really important. And we're going to go everywhere and do whatever we can to be really, really aggressive recruiters. I mean, the other assistant that I hire will be our recruiting coordinator and will be a strong recruiter. They're going to have Presley to help out. She's going to be a great recruiter, and I'm going to be really involved with recruiting. I think the head coach has got to be invested in that piece of it, too. Uh, so those are kind of the three things I think about. The training piece, which I'm, you know, I've got my plan, and I know where we're going to go with that. And it'll evolve over the, over the time with our other coaches and as we see what we're doing. But the recruiting and the relationships are really important. I understand, and you mentioned it uh, briefly, that uh, you spent, what was it, a dozen years working in the financial world uh, in the L.A. area after getting your business degree from USC. What was that experience like for you, and what motivate you, uh, motivated you to give that up to enter into uh, coaching? Uh, yeah, I, you know, growing up, um, I went to USC, got my business degree, and Wanted to do marketing at first and took my first marketing class. Didn't like it. Loved finance. I love numbers. So I did the investment banking hedge fund thing. And um, it was interesting. I was working and I, I started playing some, in some adult volleyball leagues. And one of the nights I went to my league game, it was canceled because of a club tryout down there. And I still to this day have no idea why I even asked that. I went and found the person running. I said, Hey, do you ever need a coach? I, I travel to New York all the time. Like I probably won't be able to be that off. I don't need money. Like I'll just kind of help out with whatever I can. And sure enough, they're like, Oh, sure. And I joined the team and I started coaching and, um, I just, I became obsessed like almost right away. First I thought I was just, I was so arrogant. I just thought, Oh, I'm just gonna be this great coach. And right away I was like, I'm a terrible coach. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And so it was just, I invested everything I could in learning and being a teacher. Um, I took clinics, I bought DVDs, books. I mean, I just became, I bought my own data volley key and any volley geek will know that. And back then it was really expensive, um, which I still have that one today, but I learned everything I could. And, you know, I was fascinated by just learning how to coach volleyball, but also by the stats there. And so through that process, I just, again, like I said, I just became obsessed with anything and everything volleyball and trying to learn and figure it all out. So uh, that was kind of how I got into it. And then after a few years of just helping out on the side and with some teams, I, I was taking a break from the finance world and uh, it was supposed to be a sabbatical, take like six months, coach in high school, coach a little, another, like a season where I could just focus on that. And then I'll go back. And honestly, every time I interviewed for another finance job, I'd, I'd leave to the interview and I'd not be excited. Um, I'd go through the process and I'd leave the interview. I'd be like, yeah, that just doesn't even seem fun. And so for me, um, I just cherish the fact that I get to teach volleyball and, and I get to live off, you know, I have a career that I've made where I get to be a coach, you know, it's, it's pretty mm -hmm. special. So even on the roughest days, I still go back to how lucky am I, that this is what I get to do for a living, you know? You're a lucky man. All of us, people that get to do what they love for their professions, yep. you know, you count yourself as a blessed person for sure. Uh, finally, sure. what will be your goals and expectations for your first Sun Devil team this year? Well, 
I think uh, that's a tough question to answer right now because I don't have a full. Sure. I barely have a starting lineup. If one one or two players gets hurt, I can't even field a starting lineup. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's kind of to be determined. But for me, um, this spring is going to be about investing in our culture and relationship building and letting them learn kind of how we do the things we do. And then there, as the new people come in, like I'm hoping they can be leaders and train the new people on how we do what we do. But the one thing is I want a team. I always want a team that competes hard. When, when they leave the floor, they've given everything they got. And win or lose, if you leave the floor, whether you win or lose and can be just like I, everything I got is there, then mm-hmm. no one can be upset, right? That's that's all you yep. can ask of, of our players and coaches. So that's kind of the goal. And I think, I don't know, in a few months when I've built out the roster more, I could tell you like, hey, I hope sure. we make the tournament or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, I think, investing in our relationships, our culture right now, learning how we're going to do things um, going forward from a technical strategic standpoint. And then um, we're going to compete hard. That's one thing for sure. Well, it is great to have you at Arizona State, JJ. Happy New Year to you and your family when they get settled in. I know things will <laughs> settle in for you and and, the, your, and your family as well. But we wish you the best of luck here at Arizona State. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. Newly hired Arizona State head volleyball coach J.J. Van Neal has been our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Coming up, you will meet another new member of the Sun Devil Athletics coaching family as ASU's brand new assistant head football coach, Charlie Regal, will join us. But first, these messages. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. It's now time for the official game time munchies break with a cold tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly.
Welcome back to the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Along with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are glad you hopped on with us this week. Not long after Kenny Dillingham became Arizona State's new head football coach, one of the first persons he hired to join his first Sun Devil coaching staff was a gentleman who is no stranger to football in the state of Arizona or football in the Pac-12 Conference a three-time state championship head coach at Scottsdale Chaparral High School. He spent a decade in the Pac-12 as special teams coordinator at the University of Arizona and the University of California, five years each, before spending this past season as the head football coach at Idaho State University. He is back home in Arizona now, and he's here at ASU as assistant head coach and as the Sun Devils' new special teams coordinator. It is great to welcome Charlie Regal, back to Arizona State and to the Anderson Healy Show. Happy New Year, Charlie. Must indeed be a really happy happy New Year for you and your family, huh? Yes, Happy New Year. And, uh, man, I guess you can't see it, but, man, I got got goosebumps uh, standing on my arms. It's, you know, there's certain things in your life, Tim, like where you you, you hit certain milestones or you reach certain points in your life. And, you know, my father passed away in 1999. And I moved out here to the Valley full time. And so, uh, you know, I, I know that you you had just started, I think, in 98, if my memory serves me right. Um, uh, that was a critical point in my life and a special wow. point in, in growing up in those early years in the Valley before I got into my niche in high school football and listening to Tim Healy call those games. Uh, you know, I go back as a kid listening to Tom, you know, over at my grandmother's or my aunt and uncle's. But it was that point when you took over that really I'd, I'd kind of grown up and uh, just special to be on the show, man. I'm fired up. Well, that's that's really nice of you to say that. Of course, uh, the Tom he was referencing, the late, great Tom Dillon, uh, my predecessor as the voice of the Sun Devils. Uh, you think about it, only two of us have had the privilege of uh, calling Sun Devil uh, football for about the last half century. I think Tom was... Uh, about a quarter century on the job, and this is my 25th year, and uh, it was really nice of you to uh, mention that, and uh, it's great to have you back here at Arizona State, and I'm interested to know what was your reaction when you heard that uh, one of your uh, protégés, Kenny Dillingham, had been hired as the head coach of the Sun Devils? Uh, It's almost like your brother, uh, just uh, pure joy. Um, you know, it's one of those feelings that you just fulfills, you know, fills you inside. Um, we've been talking about this for the last five, six years, Kenny and I, and, uh, for it to happen and to happen here at home at Arizona state university, uh, was, it almost seems surreal. Uh, there's still days that I, I pinch myself and, and, you know, don't believe it. Um, but, uh, just really, really elated for, for Kenny and, and, and the opportunity, uh, to do this thing. And it's just impressing me, Charlie, how quickly I know one of Kenny's uh, catchphrases since his hiring is activate the Valley. And boy, he's really done that. All you guys have done that, uh, with, uh, his energy, your energy, the staff he's put together. Uh, it's really incredible. The buzz around the program in just the last six weeks. You know, I, I think that the, and I've said this to a lot of people, you know, being out and talking uh, to different factions. I think the one thing that's different here um, with this hire is that, you know, guys get hired here at um, Arizona State head coaches 
and then they they grow their their brand and they grow their mix of people mostly because obviously they're sun devils and the sun devils want to be a part of them i think the difference is, is there's a lot of sun devils throughout the valley that a bunch of these guys on the staff myself included obviously different factions that we're all connected to and I think that's different, you know, than it, it ever has been before. And I certainly think that that gives us a leg up on, on truly what we're trying to do and, and activate in the Valley. It's really compelling, I think, your hire, because you had a head coaching college gig, coaching uh, at the FCS level at Idaho State University in Pocatello. Uh, what attracted you? Uh, what uh, led you to give up that job and come join Kenny's staff? Well, I, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, for any other place at this point in my career. You know, I'd worked a long time to get to that point. I, I don't care whether it's FCS, uh, you know, Power 5, Group of 5, hard co- head coaching jobs are hard to get. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was only one place uh, with one guy at this particular point in my life that, that could bring me back here, and it was Kenny, and it was Arizona State. And, you know, that's heartfelt. That's the truth. Uh, you know, my mom's 74. She's not getting any younger. My mother-in-law is 81, same thing. And, and uh to have my kids be able to come back here and spend some critical years with their, their grandmothers. And, you know, last night's a prime example. I was able to have my mom and my brother over here and my aunt and, and watch the, uh, the national championship. It was a doozy obviously, but, uh, um, (laughs) you know, just those little things that, that Mm. go unnoticed or unsaid that you wouldn't really know unless you, you, you know what I'm about. And, uh, so it was all those things. And then the, the true belief in, in what we feel about Arizona state and, and what we really feel in our hearts that we can we can do with this program. And I think it was those things combined. And obviously, you never want to leave a job after a year at Idaho State. And I understand that was, that was tough and, um, and, you know, for a lot of parties involved. But for me personally, it just made too much sense with my family and all those things that I mentioned. Sure. What have the past six weeks been like for you, Charlie, and for Kenny, and for the rest of the staff? It's almost like a whirlwind as you have seemingly, in six weeks' time, almost assembled an entirely new roster of players, especially uh, hitting that transfer portal really hard. Yeah, well, I mean, one, that's college football now. Whether you like it sure. or, or you don't, it's you, you got to keep your knees bent and adapt, adapt or die. And uh, so we, we, you know, went to work, uh, you know, on the high school trail, the portal trail and, uh, you know, just trying to put the best team that we feel we can, uh, in this time frame. but it, it has definitely been a whirlwind and, uh, you know, uh, we've got a couple days here with the national convention going on to get moved in, catch our breath a little bit as coaches. But, you know, as of Thursday, we're back in the office and then we're going to be out on the road recruiting Friday and visits this weekend. And then we'll be out on the road the next couple of weeks. So. No, no, uh, no rest for the weary. As they say, for sure. Now, one of Coach Dillingham's uh, stated goals has been to emphasize the state of Arizona in the recruiting process. And with highly successful former Arizona high school coaches like yourself, like Jason Mons, like Sean Aguano on this staff, uh, you've all seen it from both sides. Share with us, if you would, Charlie, your perspective on recruiting this state and how the new coaching staff will successfully do so. Well, I mean, you know, to be very candid with you, Tim, uh, I think it's been a long time uh, that Arizona State has really poured into the state as far as recruiting it. And I think if you went out and you talked to the the high school coaches, they would tell you that. And that's not to to begrudge or, or, you know, uh, 
disenfranchise anybody that has coached here previously. I'm a coach uh, and nothing but love for, for all, all, all the coaches out there. But I think that's just the reality of it. Now, we're not naive enough or dumb enough, whatever you want to use, um, you know, uh, adjective to, to describe us in this sense that, oh, we're just going to spend our time focusing on the Valley. We, 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 we realize that it's not just about winning at Arizona State with Arizona kids, but we've seen for a long time now that the best kids in Arizona leave, and there's a bunch of them every year that go out and flourish at Power 5 schools. And right. so the reality is, is that we've got to be able to use our resources and our connections to keep some of those kids home more than they have before. And, uh, and then obviously we've got to produce on the field to win games and then collectively we will get more. But, you know, if you're looking at numbers and you just, I'm just talking top 10 kids in Arizona, you know, if we could get early on three or four of those kids to stay home, that that's a big deal. And I'm talking about the top ones. And that doesn't mean we're not going to go out and recruit, you know, uh, other kids that are not in the top 10, but I'm just the elite top 10 kids. If we can get three or four of those kids um, out of the chute, so to speak, uh, and then build off of that, that's going to be something that hasn't been done here uh, before. And I think that's going to give us a distinct advantage to win games one, but then it also comes with the the marketing, the fans in the stands, all of those things that, that, you know, coincide with being able to do that. And another key in getting the top kids is that we have seen in the last couple of decades, and you've seen it well firsthand, the dramatic uptick in the quality of high school players. To what would you attribute that, Charlie? It just seems like we've gotten better and better players uh, coming out of Arizona high schools the last uh, decade or two. No, you're spot on. And I, I think it's a couple things, to be honest with you. I think first and foremost, uh, you know, when I got out here full time, as I mentioned in 99, it was kind of on that cusp of, I think the early two thousands, it really started to, to morph into something. Right. And, and people were moving here and they still are, but they're moving here at a, at a rapid rate and recruiting at the end of the day, Tim, you know, this uh, is a numbers game. And so as more people moved here, the recruiting got better. And then guess what happened to the high schools? The high schools got better. And now all of a sudden high schools are looking at these athletes going, man, we can do something with our own schools locally in the high school level. So now there's more emphasis on high school football. The coaching gets better. Um, the priorities shift a little bit. And all of a sudden now your school's getting national attention, playing on ESPN. And all of a sudden it's just a, a snowball effect. And now you look around and – 10, 15 premier players are, are going out of Arizona every year. Yeah, and it's it's just been uh, really compelling to see the quality of player uh, improve in this state in that period of time. What has been the response that you and uh, Kenny and the staff have gotten uh, from uh, <laughs> the kids in the transfer portal, high school kids, junior college kids, to the Kenny Dillingham-led Sun Devil football program? Well, I'll say this, I, I you know, and it, obviously I, I've known Kitty since a very young age. Um, I watched him grow and come up and would see him on the road recruiting, talk to him obviously on the phone quite a bit, uh, see him at the convention. I've been away from him for a while. And the thing that's impressed me most about him and uh, why I believe uh, the difference, there's several factors, but one of the big differences is just at the level that he recruits as a head coach. Um, we got to win some games to put some some backing behind that, certainly understood. 
However, this guy is young. He's like the energizer bunny. I got to get my eight hours of sleep at night so I can just keep up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just think that that really is going to separate us. It's something different than I, I have ever seen at the level that he recruits as a head coach. And I think that matters when you're talking about players uh, of all positions, right? When the head coach gets involved and he's involved at a high rate, uh, the perception uh, the the want to for those players is just different, and I think that's going to give us a, a decided advantage. Let's get your overview on the Sun Devil special teams you'll be coaching. Of course, rosters we understand are basically a work in progress right now throughout college football with the recruiting and, of course, the transfer portal. But uh, you have the challenge of replacing two good kickers, uh, Eddie Shaplitsky, the punter, and Carter Brown, the freshman kicker. Both of those have uh, transferred to other schools, but you just brought in a kicker from the University of California. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, when you look at our specialist group and I, I don't some of these guys, they got to get in school. So I don't know if I can say their names just yet. Uh, right. right. You know, waiting on, but so let me just say this to you. The, the fans obviously know. Uh, it's easy to find who we, who we brought in. Uh, and I'm familiar with all three of those specialists. And um uh, it's a veteran group. Senior, it'll be a senior group across the board, and obviously losing some talented guys, which is going to happen at, at this uh, day and age. Um, I needed to replace them with guys that I felt comfortable with, that I knew uh, what they were capable of with, and I really, really feel good about these three young men. And I don't think there will be a, a drop off at all. And I, I think the Sun Devil fans are are in for a treat with, with these three guys. And um, it's going to give us some stability in year one and then allow me to go out and get some young guys to bring into the system and grow it. Now, in some ways, uh, your coaching journey, part of it at least, started at Arizona State. You were uh, um, Some of our fans may remember that uh, Charlie was a staff member as an analyst in 2006 on the staff of former head coach Dirk Cutter. Uh, what do you remember from that season, Charlie, and uh, how did that prime you for your coaching career that ensued following that? Well, you know, as I mentioned, getting out here in the Valley full-time, 99, and I'm a kid from a town of 1,200 people in southwest New Mexico. I used to sneak out into my, my car late at night and park it just right and listen to Al McCoy and the, the Suns broadcast. I grew up listening to radio, you know, games on the radio and um you know coming to arizona state being a part of the program was was a dream of mine and uh to get here as a, a graduate assistant uh uh the december that december right before the insight bowl and then obviously as you mentioned being here for the 06 season i was um a kid in a candy store and um it, it really you know 12 months later uh we are fired and and welcome to college football. Uh, so <laughs> it was a, a great introduction, but a, a, a nice reality of what you've got to do to stay ahead of the curve and, and do the things necessary to be successful. But it gave me my first insight. You know, it's like when I went to Chaparral. You know, I was at Chaparral in 2005 before I came back after being the GA at Arizona State. Um, <clears throat> it gave me the insight what I believe uh, the things necessary to do to be successful here at Arizona State. And so I, you know, I, I took that wisdom, put it in my back pocket, and I really believed in my heart there would be a day that I returned here. And um, so I, I feel like, uh, again, you know, this is a special place and I, I wanted to be back here. And I thought that I could help uh, Coach Dillingham and impart some of that knowledge that I have as being a staff member, but also being out here. 
uh, for a long time, obviously working down south at the rival. Uh, I believe that uh, we, myself, and several of these guys on the staff possess, possess some key ingredients to, to help us push this thing beyond where it's been in a long time. When did you first sense uh, that Kenny had coaching in his future, and why, in your opinion, Charlie, will he succeed as a head coach at Arizona State? He he is an elite outside the box thinker. Um, he thinks about things, especially in the recruiting world, that a lot of people don't think of. Um, I go back though to when he was seventeen and got hurt. Uh, you know, a, a, a son of a uh, an attorney, so just genetics. He had brains in his family. Um, and it was when I watched him and he realized he couldn't play, he didn't sulk. He just came to me and said, I can't play physically. I can't do it. And so I asked him, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm just going to go to school at Arizona State. I'm going to finish my senior year and go to school at Arizona State. I said, nah, no, I want you to help me be a student coach that first year, his senior year. So he decided to. And it was that spring when we were sitting around for spring meetings, getting ready to go into my second year at Chaparral and he was kind of debating what he was going to do, get into coaching, go to school, be a lawyer. And I said, you know what you're going to do? As I said, you're going to come back here and you're going to coach with me. You're going to go to school in the morning and you're going to come back here in the afternoon and coach with me. And it was something that he had said a couple of days before. And we were talking about players and, and, and in this player in particular <clears throat> of why you do things. And we were sitting around as a, a complete staff and, uh, you know, Kenny had, had was relatively quiet, you know, as he as he being a young buck. And he spoke up and he said, you know what? Sometimes people do things just to determine is the juice worth the squeeze. And that's kind of been our <laughs> our expression for a long, long time now. And I looked at him and I just thought in the context of the conversation, it was very perceptive. And I just said to myself, like, this guy is just a, as a young man, he's ahead of his time. And he has been that way for as long as I've known him. And I think one of the other things that I, I'm so impressed with by him is that <clears throat> at a young age to go from 17, 18 coaching to getting this job at, you know, 32, 33, whatever he is now, um, you got to be you got to be dialed in to stay on your track and, and be goal oriented and goal driven at that young of age to, to execute a plan in which he had. And he executed it to perfection because this is where he wanted to be. And so I think when you have a guy that's that committed and is willing to do the things necessary to get it done, nothing is outside of the uh, a realm of, of winning games, championships, Rose Bowls at Arizona State with a guy like Kenny Dillingham as your leader. Boy, those are some great insights, Charlie. And uh, can I can I glom that line? Uh, the juice is worth the squeeze. That's pretty. Yeah, that's hard why every once in a while, when you catch me on Twitter, I always put a little orange down there in the bottom. That's just a an ode to to that expression. And it's uh, <laughs> but it's also carried on to talking about passion. I've built something kind of off of that. You know, the juice is worth the squeeze. Is that you know our guys have to play with passion, not energy. You know, you look at a an energizer, a battery, it runs out, eventually it runs out of energy. But, you know, the orange, even when it runs out of juice, it produces the seeds and you can plant those <laughs> seeds and grow a tree. Might take you a little time, but the orange never runs out of juice. There you go. Well, that's going to appear on a broadcast down the road. I may even use it in basketball season this year. It's too I good. I love it. Up. 
That's great. Charlie, it is so great to have you back at Arizona State and uh, with the Sun Devils. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, say hi to your family and best of luck to you in your Sun Devil coaching career, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much, Tim. And when I tell you this, what a pleasure and an honor to be on with you, man. Uh, warms my heart and uh, just thanks for everything. Look forward to some great years here in Sun Devil football. Well, I appreciate that more than you can know. Thanks again, uh, ASU football assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Charlie Ragel has been our guest here on the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show in just a moment. But first, these messages. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Vibe check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. The party after the after party. Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex. No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. If you plan on flying on or after May 7th, 2025, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or ID card. Getting your license or ID card updated is a slam dunk. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID. Make sure to beat the buzzer and get your AZ Travel ID today. Hey Sun Devil fans, college basketball is back, so grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most of game day. Whether you're at the bar with fellow Sun Devils or watching with your friend who went to that other school, Dos Equis is there for it all. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022, imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. We're heading down the home stretch of this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, our inaugural edition of the show for the 2023 calendar year here from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Arizona State Athletics. Glad you joined us. Athletic Director Ray Anderson rejoins me now as we take a look at uh, some of the other goings-on in ASU athletics, beginning with Sun Devil Hockey, which split a pair of home games at Mullet Arena this past weekend, playing in the Desert Hockey Classic. The Sun Devils lost to 13th-ranked Michigan Tech 4-2 to last Friday, despite a pair of goals from Robert Mastro Simone. Then the following day, the Devils shut out Air Force 2 to nothing, 32 saves for goalie T.J. Semptenfelder, who picks up his fourth shutout of the year, Ray, and that is tied for the national lead among major college hockey goalkeepers. Uh, indeed. I, I, I really love uh, what our hockey team is doing. Uh, we're just below 500, but the most important thing is uh, we play a tenacious schedule. Uh, and I, I really applaud Greg Powers and, and our players for exactly doing that. 
they want to play the big boys. And, and so you bring in Michigan Tech and Air Force uh, and like we had Minnesota in here not too long ago and uh, uh, I believe it was Boston College. Those are real hockey teams, man. Uh, and we're not backing down. And I'm telling you, uh, that Mullet Arena, I think you've probably been there. Uh, it is a, 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 a raucous, energetic, dynamic place for our team to be playing and competing at this high level. Uh, and it's exciting for the team, the program, all the Sun Devil Athletics. And from what I'm told, uh, all the folks who go in and out of that place come out in wonderment uh, and very – uh, uh, with a lot of gratitude about the fact that we were able to pull that off. But Greg Powers has got the team playing at a high level. He's recruiting at a high level. We're going to always schedule at a high level. Uh, and I'm really proud of what we're doing there. But it's fun, man. The atmosphere is just uh, unbelievable. In the student section, in the band, and the cheerleaders at a hockey game, folks, you got to get out and check it out because it is something to see. And you're going to have a chance to go out and check it out this weekend against yet another nationally ranked opponent as Coach Powers' crew, now 11-12 and 12 on the year, will be back on the ice at the Mullet this Friday and Saturday, hosting 18th-ranked Minnesota State. The puck will drop both times uh, Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m. ASU and Minnesota State. And you can catch all the action on the radio if you can't make it out in person on Fox Sports 9, 10 a.m., the Sun Devil Radio Network. Uh, Tyler Paley and Alex Coyle will have the call for you, so be sure to join them if you can't make it out in person. It was a mixed bag of results for the Arizona State uh, third-ranked Sun Devil wrestling team this past week. Coach Zeke Jones' team lost both of its dual meets during the week to nationally-ranked opponents, falling 19-12 to to 12th-ranked Cornell, in a uh, meet that took place in Austin, Texas. And then the Sun Devils dropped a 19-15 decision to number four-ranked Iowa State this past weekend in Ames, Iowa. However, there were notable individual victories for Sun Devil wrestlers in both of those matches. At Iowa State, ASU's fifth-ranked 149-pounder Kyle Parco upset the Cyclones' third-ranked wrestler in that weight class, uh, weight class, I should say, Panero Johnson, and then 19th-ranked 141-pounder Jesse Vasquez of Arizona State defeated his 8th-ranked opponent from Iowa State, Casey Swiderski. Meanwhile, against Cornell, the Sun Devils posted four wins, including victories, Ray, for uh, two wrestlers who have performed very well on the national stage, Brandon Courtney, the NCAA runner-up in the 125-pound weight class in 2021, and heavyweight Colton Schultz, who was the NCAA runner-up in his weight class in 2022. Yes, Tim, and uh, you know you, what you point out is some of the nuances of uh, NCAA wrestling. Uh, uh, while the dual meets are important, more importantly is the NCAA championships. Uh, and so when you have meets where uh, even though you might not prevail on the score in the dual meet, but you see some really important weight classes uh, outperforming guys who are higher ranked than them at these dual meets. That builds up the confidence uh, when you go into the NCAA big tournament that really counts, mm-hmm. that, those, th- that those guys are going to be ready to wrestle at a high level, not intimidated by anybody who may have been ranked higher than because they've defeated them already this year. And so at the end of it, it's what happens – 
at the championships at the NCAA when you're mixing all of these weight classes and all of these teams together to see what individuals can perform best flowing up through their weight class and then at the national level accumulate the points. That's why we've been fourth twice in a row uh, at the national NCAA, which really matters, not the dual meet so much. Mm -hmm. And so while we lost some tough matches, you extract from that the really great performances in specific weight classes, and it gives you a lot of confidence and enthusiasm going into the NCAA championships that will follow. And the wrestlers will be back on their home mat this weekend at uh, Desert Financial Arena, so you have a chance to get out and watch them this Sunday, January 15th, when Zeke Jones' crew will take on the Princeton Tigers from the Ivy League, and uh, that uh, wrestling match will begin at 2 p.m., this Sunday afternoon, January 15th. Sun Devil Gymnastics earned a third-place finish in its first meet of the season, the Super 16 event that took place this past Saturday in Las Vegas, with Arizona State junior Emily White finishing second in the all-around. The Sun Devils' team score of 195.775 was their second-highest score in a season-opening meet. Ray, in the era of head coach Jay Santos. Yes, and uh, to see that kind of opening was uh, really uh, gratifying. You know, the young ladies have been working hard. So the second best opening in in the time that Jay has been here uh, with a lot of young uh, student athletes performing uh, was certainly something to be proud of. So they're off to a solid start. Uh, It's going to be an exciting season again uh, women's gymnastics is strong, and certainly in the Pac-12 it's strong. Uh, but Arizona State University will be right up there with the best of them, Ten. So looking forward to an exciting season. Like the wrestling team, which will be back home on Sunday, the gymnastics team will have its home opening meet. It's a tri-meet this coming Friday evening, January 13th at 7 p.m., a meet that uh, involves UC Davis and Eastern Michigan, as well as Arizona State. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. We want to thank our show producer, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director, Doug Tamaro, for his help this week. Thanks as well to our terrific engineer producer, Sean Crespin of the Sun Devil Radio Network, and to our marvelous show scheduler, Kim Nelson of Sun Devil Athletics, for their help as well. Ray and I will be back next week with another edition of the Anderson Healy Show, and we sure do hope you'll make plans to join us. Great to be back with you, Ray, and uh, again, Happy New Year to you, and we'll talk to you next week. Indeed, Tim. Looking forward to a fantastic 2023 for all of us. And so, in the meantime, go Devils! Go Devils! Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us this week on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Tim Holvik here. You know, I always promised myself, if I ever owned my own Ford dealership, I'd run it with common sense, I'd hire some really awesome people, and I'd treat all of our customers like great friends. And I'd always be... A super supporter of Arizona State University. That's how I do it. I call my dealership Santan Ford and we're in Gilbert. It's where the Sun Devils go. See you here. We are Santan Ford. Proud partners of the Arizona State University Sun Devils. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning. Commitment. Resilience. Sweat. 
That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com.